0: Hey there and welcome back to the Purpose and Profit Podcast. I am your host Jess Sato and I am coming to you live from Seoul, South Korea. I had actually originally planned to record this before I even left so that it would just be ready to go, but for whatever reason I couldn't quite make myself do it and I just have to say I'm really glad that I'm doing this here instead, because I've had a couple of really great experiences that I think are relevant to what we're going to be talking about, which is the second part of our conversation around sales. So last week, we talked a little bit about why, as entrepreneurs, especially purpose-driven entrepreneurs, we struggle with sales. And we dove into some of those classic reasons, particularly around the Mother Teresa complex. And so today I want to give you some really practical things to really make sales easier. And if you're thinking, how can sales be easier, especially if you have a love-hate relationship with them, I hope that you will find this helpful. So one of the keys to creating a really great sales experience for yourself and for your client is when you have a really compelling offer. And when i say compelling offer, what i really mean by that is i think really best described by Seth Godin. He if you have not heard of him before, he's a author and a marketing expert and he really does a nice job of highlighting what a compelling offer is and he says The power of a compelling offer lies in its ability to make customers believe they are investing in something far greater than just a product or service. So when it comes to putting your offer out there, the thing that you believe is going to make a difference in the lives of the person or the people who are investing in your product or service, when you believe deeply that that is really important, that it can really make a difference. All of a sudden, you're not just selling the thing. You're selling the transformation that goes with it. You're selling something that is much greater than just that that tangible or sometimes intangible thing. So one of the things that has happened since I've been here in Korea, there's this restaurant. And I actually posted about this on social media this week. There is a restaurant here called Duraban. And it has been a little bit of like a go-to place for us because A, they have really fresh, amazing food. They have vegetables, which have been very hard to come by, especially for me as a vegetarian. And as I was digging into the restaurant, I just happened to be on TripAdvisor. As I was scrolling down, I saw a really interesting article about this particular restaurant. And as I dug in, I found out that this restaurant has basically been fighting a long-standing fight in their local community to prevent urbanization or further urbanization that would wipe out these small local businesses in favor of big conglomerates. And they ended up being able to partner with the local musicians community who were also experiencing this same push-out. And as I read more and more, and there's a, actually a whole documentary film about them, as I read more about them, I felt even more compelled to go to this restaurant. That is a really great example of how they're not just selling food. They're selling an idea. They're selling a belief that other people can be drawn into. And that's especially true if you share those same beliefs. So when it comes to crafting your compelling offer, a lot of that has to do with you understanding your mission. What is it that you're trying to do in the world? And particularly if you are in that social enterprise or social entrepreneurial space, if you have some additional mission beyond just how you're growing your business, but the change that you really want to see in the world. Now, all of a sudden, you're bringing people into that journey with you. So if you're thinking to yourself, okay, well, I have a general sense for my my mission, but I'm not really sure how to take it beyond that. Let me just give you three questions that I think are helpful to really start to dig into how your social mission starts to align with your offer. So number one, how does your business mission align with the specific needs and desires? You could insert the word aspirations of your target audience. What does the audience that you are serving, what do they really care about? And then how does what you believe in align? Number two, in what way Does your product or service bring about some kind of positive social, environmental, philosophical, you know, fill in the blank kind of impact? And this could be, you know, what are the measurable outcomes or benefits that you can show as part of the work that you do? And then lastly, how do you measure and showcase those tangible results? So. How does your mission align with your audience's desires? How does your product or service bring about some kind of positive change? And then how do you measure and show those results to your audience? Those are the pieces that when you start to think about your offer and when you're revamping your offers, when you know how it directly connects to the larger impact that you're trying to create, all of a sudden, it goes back to exactly what Seth Godin said, which is that you're not just selling the product or service, you're selling this compelling desire that other people can really get behind. The other thing I'll mention, and this is probably super obvious, but I consistently see this with my own clients, that there's always some refining that needs to happen to your target audience. So who is your offer really for? And if you've answered the question that I asked before, you know, how, you know how does your mission align with the aspirations of your audience? Well, that assumes that you know your audience. And if you were scratching your head at that question, this is a good indicator that it's worth going back and doing a little looking here to make sure that you are very clear on who that offer is for, what challenges they're really facing, And what do they want most in the world? These are, you know, sort of those core elements that allow us to develop an offer that really resonates with the right people. The last part I'll mention here with respect to compelling offers is this. Your offer has to emphasize value and impact right? You've all, I'm sure, heard Simon Sinek say, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And this concept applies to your offer. Your clients are not buying your product or service. They are buying the belief that your offer can solve their problem and it allows them to have the impact that they're seeking, right? So let me say that again. Your clients are not buying your product or service. They are buying an aspiration. They are buying a belief that the offer can actually solve their problem and allow them to have the impact that they really, really want to make in the world. So that means all of your marketing and sales has to emphasize that value that you're bringing to the client themselves and to society at large. And I want to make a little point here, which is when I say society at large, I don't necessarily mean big global community. I know I've addressed this before, but I really want to hone in on this, that creating impact can happen and often does happen at the local level first. And so you get to decide what your society at large really looks like. And then Highlighting those benefits and that positive impact, that's where customers now all of a sudden are choosing your product or service because they know that it creates a really powerful transformation. And that brings about a really powerful emotional connection. So it, it's all tied together in this really powerful way. The last piece of this equation is pricing. And For a lot of people, this is probably one of the most challenging or at least confusing aspects of creating a compelling offer. How do I price my product or service? And there are a couple of ways to go about this, but the two ways I want to talk about this are really analyzing and knowing how much it actually costs. To deliver your product or, or service. Right. So this is like the brass tax of the business. Do you know what it costs you to run your business? And a lot of times people will say, well, you know, it's just costing me my time, or it doesn't really cost me a ton in terms of like actual expenses. But we have to start to shift the mindset around this, that time. You know, you've heard the saying, right? Time is money. Well, it is the case in this, in this um, particular instance because what it costs to actually deliver your product or service becomes a really important element to this equation. So when you have a thorough understanding of your costs, that includes things like production, distribution, overhead, right? All of those pieces are part of that. Then you can make sure that you've at least checked the box to ensure that those foundational expenses are actually accounted for. Like you are actually able to cover what it takes to do the work. The other piece of that is to understand how much it costs to have the impact that you really want to make. So if you know, for example, that you are really trying to be at the forefront of social justice or environmental sustainability or fill in the blank with whatever your impact happens to be. When you know how much it costs you to actually be able to do the thing that you really want to do, that gets factored into the equation. Those two pieces, knowing your operational expenses, including paying yourself your own salary, as well as the cost of the impact, That gets rolled into the second piece, which is using a value-based pricing model. So earlier I mentioned, you know, we want to emphasize value and impact. Well, that gets done through value-based pricing. And if you've never heard of value-based pricing, essentially it's you shifting away from that dollar-for-hours model and really approaching your pricing strategy in a way that is it's based on the perceived value that customers receive from your product or service, ensuring, of course, that your costs are covered. And I'll be honest, when I first heard this, I thought, well, who am I to decide whether or what the cost or the value of this product or service is to my clients? But There are very practical ways. This is a a really fun exercise that I take my clients through to really dig into how to think about the actual value and quantify the value of your product or service. So from a social impact or environmental impact or just an impact perspective in general, value-based pricing really allows you to highlight sort of those unique benefits that are delivered through your product or your program or your service or whatever it is that you happen to be selling. And in some cases, allows you to justify some higher price points for clients because they then understand and appreciate the fact that you are creating impact and that they are a part of that process as well. So there's a lot of richness in this process. Okay. So To recap, because we've covered a lot of ground here, when it comes to making sales easier, it really comes down to crafting a really compelling offer and making sure that we have priced it appropriately. And we do that by having real clarity about our mission and the impact that we're trying to create, really knowing our audience and what they care about, what they value, And then emphasizing the value and the impact that we're creating when we're in the midst of that sales conversation. All of that is sort of, you put a bow on all of that when you have actively priced your offer with purpose. And that comes down to really knowing what it takes to deliver that product or service. So the operational costs and factoring in the cost of the impact that you're trying to create, and then pulling it together, like I said, with value-based pricing. Really thinking about what is the value to my client? What is it that they really care about? And then pricing it appropriately. So I hope that's given you some things to think about in terms of how to simplify this process. And I want to highlight that it is very much an iterative process you are constantly going to be iterating tweaking trialing testing going back to the drawing board and that is all part of the process so if you have an offer right now that is not converting in the way that you want to or you're not getting any bites maybe your pipeline is dry I want to invite you to go back to the drawing board. Really start to examine your mission. Really start to examine your target audience and make sure that you have real clarity around those two pieces. Once you do that, it's going to become very straightforward in terms of how you can serve those clients better, how you can fill those gaps that they have and do that in a way that brings them into that process, allows them to see wow, there is a ton of value when I invest not only in myself and my business, but also in the impact that I'm really trying to create. So let me know in the comments if this has been helpful. Send me a DM on LinkedIn or Instagram. I would love to hear how you're doing when it comes to crafting those compelling offers, when it comes to the pricing. And if you need help, by all means, reach out. This is one of my favorite parts of business strategy, which is just really digging into the meatiness of the business. This is where the rubber really hits the road. So I will leave you for now, but as always, be bold, be courageous, and go make an impact.